0: Hi, this is Dr. Darwin, the New Dentist Coach, with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin on the New Dentist Coach Show, where we bring you answers to your questions about dental school, how to apply to dental school, about surviving dental school, how to get into residency, how to survive residency, and then also life after residency and after graduating, life after dental school and residency. So, if you guys have questions, be sure to send them to me right here at New Dentist Coach new dentist coach at gmail.com new coach at gmail.com also be sure that you follow me and subscribe to my youtube channel dr darwin speaks dr darwin speaks as i will be posting and i actually post new videos every week at least two or three times a week so you don't want to miss those videos and i don't want you guys missing those all right very very helpful for a lot of pre-dentals current dental students and also new dentists those that have graduated within the last five years. On today's episode, we're gonna be talking with uh, a recent graduate who started to pursue a, a specialty program, and that specialty program is prosthodontist. So he's gonna share with us how he survived his first year, his first 12 months of prosthodontic residency. Today, we have uh, Dr. Stephen Cross, DDS. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good, how are you?
0: I'm glad. I'm. I'm. I'm good. I'm. I'm just glad to see you. I see that you survived and come up for some air these. Uh, these last uh, twelve months. I know it's been a struggle, man. Yeah, a long twelve months. That's right. That's right. But it's. It's. Uh. It's a good. It's a good twelve months. So t- tell us. Tell us and tell everybody about yourself a little bit. All
1: right. So I'm Dr. Hey, I'm Stephen Cross. Um. Originally from Jamaica, did up to high school there. Came to the U.S. for college, spent a year in California before transferring to Howard, where I finished my undergraduate degree. Um, from Howard, I went on to the University of Maryland for dental school, spent four years there and graduated in 2017 with a DDS. Um, from there, I went on to the University of Pennsylvania to start my specialty training in prosthodontics. And so that's, that's my dental journey in a nutshell.
0: That's great, man. So tell us, why pros. Why did you decide to pursue a specialty uh, in in this particular area? Well, for me,
1: I originally wanted to go into orthodontics, um, got to dental school, and I shadowed a few people and quickly realized that my interests and orthodontics don't align. So I kind of Um, decided that i liked the aspects of dentistry that came with general dentistry right for me i guess it was a lack of exposure to all the specialties that led me to think that general dentistry was exactly what i wanted during second year of dental school i started doing some of my pros courses and realized that i liked the hands-on nature of it considered that could be something for me um but yeah, the reason for Prost for me, because I love to work on complex cases. I like to think outside the box, think deep about certain problems that are typical of a Prostodontic case, um, as well as I like to work with my hands and, you know, just troubleshoot things. So that's how I ended up on Prost.
0: Gotcha. I gotcha. Well, you got your hands full uh, for real, because I understand with that residency you guys do a lot of... Uh, a lot of lab work you do a lot of your own lab work which is all part of that training um but before we talk about more about the about the actual residency tell us a little bit about your application process uh as far as a number of programs interviews and other other things that you kind of remember about your application process and applying to prosthodontics all
1: right so for me originally i only applied to one prosthodontic program because at the time it wasn't a match program. So we knew that if you know for some reason I didn't get in, I would still have the opportunity to apply to GPRs and AEGDs because for the most part, the acceptances came out very early in the game. Um, so I applied didn't get into that first program, took a turn, went and decided to apply to AGDs and GPRs. I applied to eight of those um interviewed at six, and it was actually during my interview process that I found out that the school I'm at right now, University of Pennsylvania, was going to open up their first class of prosthodontics, and so then I applied to, to that program, and that's how I got to where I am now. Um, but yeah, it was eight, eight total interviews, two were prost, and six were A, G, D, or G, P, R.
0: Wow. Wow, okay. And uh, your uh, interviews, what what do you remember about that uh, one program that you did interview with? Well, actually both programs, one before the match and then one post-match. How how did your interviews go? What do you remember about that process? So
1: for the interviews, I remember that they were both very similar, so they had multiple prostodontists interviewing you, Um, so it was kind of like round robin of interviews started off with the program director and then i went on to another prosthodontist i think at the first one it was four and the second one it was five the second one the fifth person was a master dental technician who interviewed me um Mm -hmm. so it's a total of four or five interviews for the day uh they gave us a tour of the facilities and um, got us acquainted to what their ideals are with the program so for me, what I've learned a lot through the interview process is that it's not only about them getting to know me. It's about me getting to know them as well, or any applicant for that matter. Um, a lot of times you get to be think that the process is all about them grilling you, but really and truly, they want you there. Um, so I found comfort in knowing that. And it gave me a chance to actually assess the program to see how it fits me. Because it's not just about how you fit the program. It's almost very important to have the program fit you.
0: Wow, that's right. That's right. So my next question about uh, this first year deals with uh, some of the challenges. What, what's been the hardest part for you um, this, last, this last year as a, as a new first year prosthodontics uh, resident, what's been the hardest part or the most the most challenging part?
1: So one of the hardest parts is you know transitioning from the responsibilities that you have as a dental student into the responsibilities you have as a prosthodontic resident. Um, for me, in dental school, you had a patient who you treat maybe three or four teeth at the time, and that'll be it. In prosthodontics, you're treating the whole mouth. Um, you're doing all the diagnosis and treatment planning yourself um, and you have more responsibility in that. Yes, you do have the faculty to fall back on, but they're expecting now that you have that DDS or DMD that you're taking more of a responsibility with your diagnosis and treatment planning. Um, And then you transition that into having to do all the lab work that's necessary for a full mouth rehabilitation. For example, you have to do all the cross mountings of all the diagnostic cast, making all the wax ups, getting those approved. And while doing that, my program also has a master's involved with it. So you're still in classes. Um, So one of the biggest things, the hardest part of my first year was finding the right balance and having the best time management to make sure that I get all the responsibilities done.
0: Wow. So that first year, this first year, you said there's a component where you get your master's. Are you Um, So how long is your PROS program then? Is it two, three, or four years? The
1: program is three years, um, split between the master's and the PROS certificate. They're running concurrently. It's not like you get the year off to do your master's and your research. It's all going at the same time.
0: Wow. All right. So, yes, time balanced life balance and time management to get all that done. So that's been one of the, the challenging parts. So what have you liked best? What's the best part about um, this first year? What what have you liked best about uh, the first year?
1: So the best part to me is honestly, just looking at myself and seeing how much I've grown over this last 12 months, um, you know, you spend four years in dental school, and the four years of dental school really is just to put the basics down and get you in the right position to acquire the rest of the knowledge that you need. Um, A lot of times I heard in dental school that, you know, your career doesn't really start until after. There's always going to be learning, and you don't really realize it until you get to the point where it's like, wow, those last 12 months I've learned so much And I've seen this much growth in myself. So that's one of the most exciting things is just to see how much you grow in a year and know that there's so much more growth to come as I continue through my cases, continue with my literature reviews and continue with um, the, the lab portion of it, too. You know, so much to learn. And that's really what excites me is to see where I started, where I am now. And I'm excited to see where I'll be in the next
0: year and in the next two years when I finish the program. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So you definitely sound happy that you chose this path and, and, and were able to uh, keep it together so you can continue to get through your program this first year.
1: Yeah, definitely happy. I mean, the challenges they do weigh on you, but you have to find, find that reason why you went into what you went into to keep yourself motivated. That's the biggest key because if you lose that motivation, then work is going to seem like, never ending. It's going to seem overwhelming. Um, and you're going, to feel, you're going to feel drained at the end of it. Uh, for me, I just keep reminding myself why I chose this path and, you know, just go in every day and love what I do.
0: That's right. I know for some people who uh, help motivate themselves, you know, they may write, you know, one of their goals or their targets on a, either like on a vision board or if they have something like that, or maybe just right at their door. When they leave every day, they have a, uh, a name or a phrase or something that reminds them of why they're doing uh, what they're doing. So I, I've, I've actually done that uh, myself just to kind of, you know, remind you, because you can get into a grind uh, every day and, and just kind of commuting and, and going to the lab and doing this and doing research. And you're like, oh, why did I sign myself up for this? But you have that reminder that kind of allows you to keep. Uh, yourself self-motivated so that's great man that's great all right so look knowing what you know now knowing what you know now about this first year of cross training um what would you do differently if anything
1: is anything you would do differently yeah i probably would have spent a lot more time during dental school even though it wasn't mandatory for us to do it. I would have probably spent more time doing wax-ups for all my patients. <laughs> That's something that if you have it down before you start, Ross, it will help you to get through the cases a lot faster. Um, you know, for me, my experience in waxing was we had the first-year course. We waxed um, maybe four teeth at best. And then every so often you had to do a small wax-up for a surgical implant placement um that was it there was no waxing for diagnosis of the patient or to help with the treatment plan that was all done by the lab. Uh, so i think for just for the practice of it i would have incorporated a little bit more waxing into my dental school curriculum um, okay just for myself at least
0: just for yourself okay, so that's okay. that makes the, sense
1: that's one, the, that's one of the biggest things we've just been working on on the lab portion of it because that at Maryland we were blessed we had three lab technicians for the program for the dental program and I would have just spent more time with them picking their brains seeing what the process is so that when I got the i would have had better basic knowledge of the lab steps of stuff
0: yeah yeah that's interesting you say that because that's like not only is that something differently that you would do but kind of leads me into my next question about advice I mean that right there is a good sound of, of a piece of advice. What other advice would you give uh, those dental students that are thinking about PROS or maybe ones that have finished the GPR and, and they still weren't sure in dental school and maybe are leaning towards PROS or anyone else that's, you know, pursuing a career in dentistry that may lead them to this specialty. What, what advice would you give them?
1: So my advice to them would be, you know, Make sure it's your passion. You know, PROST is, it's not very well known across dental students and people applying, but it's a very, very rigorous three-year program. Um, And it's not just in my program. That's how it is across the board. Um, You have to really love it to get through it. There are times where things get hard. So you also have to make sure that even before you start, you have that stress reliever. Because if you don't have it, you're going to feel like you're always under pressure, you're going to feel overwhelmed. Um, so learn time management, learn stress management, and really make sure that you're pursuing what you're passionate about because that will help you to get through it and to get into it. You know, in the interviews they do see your passion for the for the specialty and sometimes not having the passion that you need for it can hold you back. So make sure something you're passionate about. Figure out your time management and figure out your time management. First three I think will get you into residency
0: and through residency. You said passion, time management and what was the what was the last one? Stress management. You Managing said oh stress management. Yes. Stress management as in finding hobbies, working out, going for a walk.
1: Having something that takes your mind off it all, you know, whether it be playing soccer or going for a bike ride or even cooking, you know, some people like to cook. And so on a Friday afternoon you just throw down in the kitchen and forget about everything. You know, take your mind away from it. Give yourself that break.
0: That's right. Okay. That's good. Um, so that's some good advice, man. I appreciate that. So uh, are you working on any projects right now? I know it's probably many of uh, you working on so much as a PROS resident, probably don't have any any projects. But what about maybe as part of your, your research, your master's program component of PROS, uh, does it entail a project that you're passionate about or anything else that you are, are working on?
1: Yeah, so my master's has the has, uh, research component. And that we're really starting to get off the ground now. I have a meeting with my mentor in two weeks to kind of get all the protocols down so we can get the pilot studies going. But yeah, definitely um, the research component of it does does bring an excitement because you never know where the research is going to lead you and you never know if you're going to find something that changes the face of dentistry. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one thing I'm working on is my master's project, which has to do with how we fabricate the screw access hole for our screw retained implant restorations. Whether we mill it, whether we use a handpiece after a regular conventional crown is made, or if we make it through the CAD-CAM technologies, uh, or, or reshape, those type of stuff.
0: Could you repeat that last part i think we broke up a little bit you said uh the access as it relates to whether we whether we uh hand do it whether we cat cam it as far as the access and there was something yeah. else
1: yeah so it's, it's whether we we have a conventional crown made and then use a handpiece to make the access hole whether we um mill it into the actual um block that we use or if we use the implant solutions that are pr- provided so the block would already a- actually already come with a pre-milled hole. Uh, so those are the three things we're looking at, how the effect of what we do to make the hole for our screw access affects the integrity of the crown and the performance of the crown.
0: Yeah, oh, that's, that sounds great. That sounds really interesting. Good luck with that uh, research. I know that's uh, a lot of ways a lot of us as general dentists that are restoring implants. Uh, you know, there's I think there's more of a preference to be able to have a screwed access uh, so that you can retrieve the crown and or the implant if, if necessary. So uh, be interesting to see that and see your name in a publication or publications.
1: Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's going to be more than one.
0: Yeah. So that's,
1: that's the main one for now, but it's coming.
0: That's right. It'll be called the the cross- uh, cross sectional implant screwed retention technique or something like that
1: <laughs> yeah we work on the name a little bit but yeah <laughs> uh, I like that
0: that's good man hey so so how can people get in contact you uh, in contact with you um, you know if they have questions about pros if they're applying to the pros now or thinking about it you know what how, what's the best way for them to contact you
1: yeah. So the best way would be through my, my through my email, which is my first name Steven, Stephen S T E P H E N, Cross C R O S S, nine zero three at gmail.com.
0: All right. I'm sorry. We um we broke up there. Stephen and then Cross. At I'm sorry. What's after that? Stephen. Nine
1: zero three at gmail.com. zero
0: three. At gmail. Gmail.com. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Hey, Dr. Cross, thanks so much, and we're going to continue to follow you uh, these next uh, two years to see uh, see how you're doing, check up on you, make sure you're doing good, and and having you continue to share uh, your experience as a pross resident in dentistry uh, over the uh, over the next two years. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate your time. Guess you got to get back to uh, either lab management or stress management right now.
1: Yeah, today, today, it's stress management.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I appreciate you taking out of your uh, some time out of your busy schedule, and hopefully, hopefully, this has been relieving for you and and uh, stress less for you. Um, but also for you, for those of you out there that are maybe feel stressed about uh, some um, conflicting thoughts you have about maybe applying to a specialty program, or you're applying to to dental school and you're not sure how to how to do it. Hey, shoot me a question right here at newdentistcoach at gmail.com. Newdentistcoach at gmail.com. You send the question to me and we'll get you answered, uh, get you an answer. And also we may even have your question on the show and may have you come on and share your experience and share the things that are maybe causing you some problems so we can get you a solution immediately. All right. Hey, again, Dr. Cross, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you And uh, tell your wife we said hello and and continued success to you, my brother.
1: All right. Thanks, Dr. Hazer. Um, My pleasure.
0: All right. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. You take care.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.